This episode is brought to you by Santos Threads. Make sure to visit Santos-Threads for the latest and greatest in men's and women's Latino urban-inspired streetwear. Visit santos-threads.com. Hey, you are now listening to the Santos Says Podcast, episode number 32. Once again, back with you. It's your host, Santos, proud owner of Santos Threads. And of course, make sure you follow me on social media, the Santos Thread Shop uh, at Instagram, as well as on TikTok, Santos Thread Shop. Um, welcoming everybody once again for episode 32 on this very cold time of the year, winter, here in New York City. Yours truly. Um, I will be flying solo on this episode, episode number 32. Oh, of course. We've been on iHeart as well. We're on iHeart now, people. If you're listening on uh, to the audio version on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Amazon, iHeart, the whole thing in the video version on YouTube. Away we go. So on this episode, I want to get into fashion. We're going to talk a little bit about fashion. It's been a little while since I've talked about style or fashion. On this episode, I want to talk about something that I've been really, that's been burning me for a while. And no, I'm not going to talk about Crocs again. I get, I'm get. i still getting asked. Uh, people are still asking me about Crocs. You know where I stand on Crocs. It's not negotiable. We don't need to talk about Crocs. Okay? The end. So, <laughs> so what I'm going to do, though, on this episode, I really want to call it, it's similar to, like, the idea of no ideas are original or, um, or you know, my favorite rapper once said it. My favorite rapper, Nas, had a song called No Ideas Original. Uh, there's no, nothing new under the sun. It's never what you do, but how it's done. So that always resonated with me. I love that line. Great line. Great line. I mean, come on. That's from the Lost Tapes album, people. Go listen to that. So um, on this episode, I want to talk about the reemergence, which has been for a couple years, the reemergence of the 90s and how I kind of feel like this era, this era of style, um, as far as mainstream, what you're seeing on the hip-hop ur- urban front, Really, um, nothing is original. I feel like this generation doesn't have anything of its own. Um, it, it does have some things of its own. Let me re- rephrase that. Let me uh, reiterate what I really mean. But what I'm saying is that I don't feel that this generation really, I feel like this is the generation, and I'm going to get into it. This is the generation that really kind of borrows from other generations. And I think we're going to look back on it years from now as really one of the eras of of least um not to put down this era obviously but uh, of the least bit of creativity or the not even creativity the least bit of originality and i really think that's that's a fact that's true um and i will bring up points that will uh back up this argument so let's start with one of the biggest eras that has influenced this era let's start with the 90s see Obviously, everything the past couple years has been 90s everything. You're talking about, like, from the wash of the jeans. You know, you're looking at these light wash jeans for men and women, high-waisted jeans. Um, You're looking at, even in some circles, you're looking at the reemergence of tie-dye, which tie-dye did not originate in the 90s, obviously, um, which is what I'm going to get to. Um, You know, all the the reemergence of 90s style, uh, especially in hip-hop. You're talking about 
you know, the jeans are getting baggier again. If you notice, like the jeans are not as tight or as, um, you know, as slim, as skinny as they once were. The jeans are getting a little wider now. That is for women and for men. You're seeing these jeans that are known as mom jeans or some people call them dad jeans. Um, you know, those, those jeans that are like very, that light, light blue wash, you know, almost like acid wash type um, jeans that you would have seen your mother wear or your grandmother wear if your grandmother wears jeans. But, <laughs> you know, things like that. So you're seeing those styles. And um, th that is what you're seeing. And so I'm noticing that. And, and, and it's, a, it's an reemergence of that style from the, from the 90s really coming back. So the reason I want to start with the 90s is this. You see, there is the notion. First of all, let's get this out the way. There is the notion that the 90s did not, you know, we look back. Because a lot of times when we get nostalgia, we look back on an era that we may have, might have grown up in. Or, and, and we kind of have revisionist history. We look back at an era we grew up in and we, we kind of forget. Um, we forget the eras that might have influenced that era um, stylistically, right? Um, well, newsflash, the, the 90s were also, a you know, influenced by other eras, um, decades that came before it. More specifically, the 70s. See, I think the 90s were, the 90s era as far as fashion wanted to get away from that 80s style. 80s was very flashy, bold, uh, neon. Um, they, that was the era of the aerobics and the crazy hair, all that. So I think the 90s really wanted to get away and distance itself. I think the 90s had already had enough of that. But what happened in the 90s was, especially for, for even for men too, the flair, the jeans, uh, wide leg jeans were popular. So you saw in the 90s where those wide leg jeans were popular, um, which you're seeing now. The wide leg jeans are, are back um, in a lot of instances, in a lot of circles. You know, you're seeing people wearing baggier jeans. You're seeing that, especially with the flare on the bottom. I think especially more women than men, you're seeing the, the women wearing the, the wide leg, uh, the, the women wearing the wide leg jeans. So uh, more, than, more so than men, obviously. But... So in the 90s, you saw the reemergence of the wide leg jean, a.k.a. the bell bottom, if you want to call it, from the 70s. Um, the washes, the different washes, the, the washes, the colors of the denim that you saw from the 70s. You saw that uh, reemerge in the 90s. You saw the reemergence of tie-dye and chokers. See, tie-dye and chokers are, are, are those looks that seem to always come back. You know, tie-dye and chokers are kind of around now, too. So... Those are those looks that always come back, and you're seeing that now. Um, but those were looks that were of the 70s that came back in the 90s and really became a staple of the 1990s. Um, so those are the things that you saw that kind of, you know, really came back to, to, to kind of to prominence. So let's talk about the 90s, right? We're talking about the 90s, and the 90s were... 90s were a fine era, by the way. I mean, look, I was a young kid, but I remember it very fondly. I mean, we're talking about, like, prep, the prep that was popular. See, there was prep. There was a preppy style, and then there was the prep style mixed with the hip-hop urban element, which is kind of like where, where was, what was always my wheelhouse, what I call my wheelhouse, you know. I always dressed very prep. My mom dressed me prep. I didn't always like it when I was a kid, but I got older, and I learned to appreciate it, and I incorporated it within my own style. You know, my style is very prep slash urban. You know, I, I mix a lot of urban and prep elements into my own wardrobe 
that's kind of like the, the fusion of my, um, of how I dress, you know? And so I incorporated a lot of those styles with my own, you know, looks because a lot of those are classic looks, but you mix them with a little more contemporary fit and, um, and, uh, contemporary, uh, textures, fabrics, etc. So, but the materials of today. So about the nineties. So we're going to talk about the nineties. See the 1990s. It's funny. We always have revisionist history and we look back and we say, and look, like I said, the nineties were a fine, fine era for fashion. Now, did we wear things a little too baggy in the nineties? Yeah. I think we went too far, you know, cause in the nineties, you even had those jeans called the Jenko. Remember the Jenko jeans? Um, you go back the parachute pants. I mean, we're talking about like back at that time. There was there were groups. There were plenty of rock groups that were kind of mixing rock alternative with hip hop. You had, um, you know, Limp Biscuit comes to mind. You know, Limp Biscuit used to Fred Durst used to wear the red and white uh, New York Yankee hat. You know, I'm not even a Yankee fan, and I wanted to I wanted to wear a red and white Yankee hat. You know, but um, you know, Fred Durst would walk around with the um, with the parachute pants and, um, you know, the Jenkos or the, or the, the parachute pants and the big oversized t-shirt or the hoodie with the red, red and white Yankee hat. And you're good to go. That was the look. And so you're seeing some of that come back now. Um, so now let's get to now, why do I say that this generation has nothing of its own? See, or no, rather, let's continue. Give me a second now. We're going to continue back to the 90s real quick. So if you remember in the 90s, back in the 90s, there was a there was a trend that a lot of people were wearing. Uh, if you remember in hip-hop especially, a lot of people were wearing T-shirts. They would wear T-shirts. I would see this. You would wear T-shirts of your favorite artists. And they were still alive at that time. So you're talking about like people were wearing Aaliyah T-shirts. They were always black. They were black and they had like the big, you know, what you're seeing that now you're seeing the with the what is it black with the big writing and the aliyah or tupac we wore them back then and they were alive that was on trend back then in the 90s you've seen that come back to 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 surface now you're seeing people now young people especially wearing these what they call band tees right the band tees or artist tees where they're wearing stuff, you know, you're seeing everything from Nirvana to, you know, Tupac, uh, Aaliyah. I see Aaliyah a lot. Prince, you see a lot. It's a lot, a lot of artists that are deceased, especially. But you even see Wu-Tang, all those things. And so this is why I begged the, the argument. That's why I made the argument. And it's a question, too. Does this era, this generation have anything that belongs to it? Honestly, does anything stylistically, fashion-wise, truly belong to this era? Or does this era just seem to kind of adapt everything from before? The answer to that is it's a combination of both. The only difference is I question how much original, how original this era really is. I think that this era borrows more, in my opinion, now, again, you guys can comment. Comment on the YouTube if you're watching. Um, Comment on social media. Um, can write me. Let me know what you think. I really want to know your opinions on this. I really feel that this era as a whole, 
and I'm talking in particular about fashion, this era in general does is not as original as some of the eras that have passed. This era seems to kind of, I feel like there isn't too much that this era can claim to be its own, which I think is kind of a, a, a condition of where we are as a society. This generation seems to borrow more than what we've seen some past generations. Um, now I will get to what my examples are. Exhibit A, what I was just talking about, the band tees or, or, or you know, the artist t-shirts, right? The artist t-shirts were items that you used to see in the 90s routinely. Now, full disclosure, you used to also see the Beatles t-shirts back then, right? Which the Beatles were, Beatles are an iconic band, so you're going to see them in any generation. You're going to see their, their um, you will see the Beatles t-shirts in any era or any kind of merch, period, right? Um, what, what, what is the other one? Um, you know, uh, name it, Metallica, obviously, or even, um, uh, I can't remember, the, the Stones, the Rolling Stones. All these, t you, you'll see them from now to the end of time. They will always be selling tons of merch. With that big mouth and the tongue like that, you're going to see that. But, um, what, so that's what you've seen. That's not a shocker to me. That's not a surprise. But what I will say and you're seeing that now. You're seeing now, what you're seeing is, you're seeing people where, you know, young people, and again, I listen, I love that young people, this is the one thing I do love. I want stories to be told. You want to pass these stories on. So I love when I see, it's good when you see young people who, you know, who understand and know the music and the legacy of groups, bands, artists that were not, around, you know, that they were not alive to see. Right, they weren't born yet. They were out way before they were born, and them understanding and acknowledge acknowledging the greatness of those um, of those artists. I love that. I think that's tremendous. We got to tell those stories of the legendary groups and artists that have passed from before, from our past, and pass those stories along because that's how you their legacies um, remain intact. So I think that's important. But what I will say is this: it's fascinating to me when you see. These kids, some kids of 13, 14, 15, 16, whatever it is, um, young people wearing T-shirts of the Wu, Wu-Tang, Notorious B.I.G., Tupac, uh, Aaliyah, all these things, and they're not from their generation per se. You don't see as many people wearing um, artists of this generation, you know, wearing merch really, or the merch or the, or the T-shirts of this generation. They are always wearing the generations that came from before. So I, so that's where I beg the question, what does this era really own? What, what is it that this generation owned? Because it seems like every, this generation seems to borrow a lot from the generations before. So you're seeing kids that are that young wearing Pac, you know, Tupac t-shirts and, and Biggie and Wu-Tang and all these things, and I love that they're learning who these people are, who these artists are, because they're iconic. You want to pass these stories along, but I just find it fascinating how, because in my head I'm thinking, wow, does this generation not have anything to call its own? So that's that's one thing, right? How about the reemergence of fitted fitted caps, right? Fitted caps. Now, fitted caps had 
a long run. They had a run for, I would say, from the 90s. I want to say from the late 90s to throughout the 2000s until maybe the early 2010s when they kind of started slowing down and snapbacks became more favorable. Then you went to the dad hats. And so those were the hats that you were seeing. While, yeah, you know, the most diehard and truest of fans still wore their fitted hats as New Era was just cranking them out, making different ones. But they kind of died a little bit. Then a couple years ago, as new concepts came out with all these different patches and the underbrim with these designs and designers started making different kinds of collaborations, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's fear of God, whether it's, um, you know, all the other, you name it, whatever the brand may be coming out with all these collaborations with, with new era. And that helped bring, you know, that helped and all these patches. And now you see fitted hats selling for like 50, 60, 75, a hundred dollars, you know, all kinds of prices. Now fitted hats are, are popular. So while these are not the same exact styles that you might've seen in the nineties, the premise still remains. The style remains. There's still a Yankee hat was popular in the nineties. A Yankee hat is popular now. You understand? A Los Angeles Dodgers hat was popular in the 90s. A Los Angeles Dodgers hat is popular now. That has not changed. You might change the materials. You might change where they were made, you know, where, where they, those hats are made now. They used to be made in USA, by the way. Uh, now they made a lot of them in China or other countries. That's not here nor there. But um, obviously the prices have gone up significantly. But the fitted hat is still very much a staple. It's, it, but it, it, it died for a while, but it came back. So the fitted hats are very much on trend, the fitted hats, after they were really on a downside for a while in popularity. They had disappeared for a while. Fitted hat is really enjoying a, a, a nice run once again at the forefront of, of uh, especially in urban hip-hop fashion. So the fitted hat came back. That's something that that was popular in the 90s. That was something that really came from the 90s, the fitted hat as far as in popularity. But a lot has happened since then. See, so what What this era did, I will give the, this era credit. This era obviously took it and kind of remixed it because you're seeing all these different um, versions of the fitted hat. But the fitted hat, by and large, was a popular staple that became popular in the 90s. So that's a 90s thing. Um. So let's go to, all right, this, we're going to go to my favorite part that I want to talk about right now. See, I haven't talked about these this particular topic in a while or, or these items in a while, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about sneakers. I have not talked about sneakers in a while on this podcast. I've, I've you know, as you guys know, I've interviewed different people. I've kind of taken the show in different directions. We talked to, you know, entrepreneurs. We've spoken to artists. Um different types of people, uh, influencers, so on and so forth. But I have not talked about uh, sneakers in a while. I will talk right now about the sneaker aspect. The sneaker culture right now in, in this era, in this generation, ladies and gentlemen, the sneaker culture is not exempt from my opinion, from what I believe. The sneaker culture from today, while sneakers are more popular than they ever have been. Sneakers are incredibly more difficult to get now because of the hype, because of the industry, because of the demand, 
for sneakers right now. But here's what I'm going to get to. Here is the distinction. Ladies and gentlemen, sne the sneaker culture is also a copycat. Right now, they, they are also copycats of what has happened in the 90s. How is that possible, you may ask? Santos, are you out of your mind? How is that possible? Sneakers were not as popular in the 90s. You're right. They may not have been. Sneaker culture might not have been. But here's, here's the difference. Here's the big difference. See, here's what I'm saying. Sneaker culture, as popular as it is, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, right? Here's the deal. The styles. The styles that are popular are all from before. This generation has failed to innovate on the sneaker front. There are very few, now I'm saying very few because I'm going to get to the next example in a moment. There are very few sneaker styles from this era that have transcended a generation. Very few. You can name them. I will, I will mention what they are because there are some examples that have defined this generation. I will bring them up now. That's what I'm going to get to. But first, I will say this. There are very few... Few, very few and far between have there been instances where there was something new, a new, don't give me a color, a colorway, don't give me materials, fabrics, a reinvention, a remix of something, blah, blah, blah. No, don't give me that. I'm talking about an original style, an original model, sneaker model that came from this generation that is a transcendent piece that you will talk about from years years from now that would have defined a decade or an era that we will look back and say that's going to be a classic. Name them. Very few. All the rave for the past couple of years, for the past years already, in the sneaker market, especially especially in, in on the Jordan-Nike front, has been the Jordan 1, the Air Jordan 1, which I made an episode way back I made an episode talking about how the, the Air Jordan 1 should cease to exist for a while because I think they destroyed the shoe. They bastardized the shoe. I stand by that. They are way out of control. They make way too many of them. But they're not going to stop because they're as popular as they've ever been. They're more popular. People wear more Jordan 1s now than they ever did uh, uh, bef bef like since, since they did between 1980-something. What is it? between 1984 and 2010 combined, I would bet. I would guarantee, I would bet, I don't have the information, I don't have the data for that, but I'm pretty sure that's that's about accurate. The Jordan 1s, whether we're talking about the mids, we're talking about the high, we're talking about the low. It used to be, a, you know, recently, it was just that the highs were hyped. Now they all got hyped. They all got hyped. Now, they're almost impossible to get. They raised the price on the high. On the Jordan, on the on the uh, the Jordan uh, one high, and they're all hard to get. The mids, people used to say, "Oh, you can't wear mids." Jordan one mids, oh, those things are ugly. Don't wear them. They have uh, inferior materials. Not the case. People don't care. They still want to buy them. They all want to look like copycats. They all want to wear the same Jordan ones, and you're seeing them. Everybody's wearing them. Everybody's wearing them. And then, of course, Jordan as a as a whole, as a brand. What is popular? 
They like to wear the Jordan 3s, the Jordan 2s they're bringing them, which are, they're popular now, all of a sudden. Nobody wanted to be caught dead in Jordan 2s. Now people want to wear Jordan 2s. I wonder why. It's all about hype, right? So now you got the Jordan 2s that are popular. Now you got the Jordan, Jordan 11's always been popular. Um, and I'm not going to name all the models, but the retros, it's all about retros. Retro, keyword retro. That means it came out before, okay? And they're going to keep banging out these shoes, you know, bringing them out, and people are still going to rush to the store and buy them. doesn't matter if they've come, they've, they've come out with them 100 times. They'll get them 101 times because people want to, they like the hype. But what does that mean? All these styles, all these shoe styles are not original. They all came from a previous era. They all did. Air Force Ones are very popular again. Those are classics, but those are not from this era. I mean, you know what I mean? They did not come out in this era. They're they're from the 80s. You understand? Originally, it became popular in the 90s and the 2000s. They're not from this era. That's another example of something that's not from this era. The Jordans, all the retros, they're all, you know, uh, Timberland boots. Timberland boots are always being styled. They're classics, but they're not from this era, right? They are of eras that came before. They were 90s, pop, popular in the 90s especially, but they've, you know, transcended the test of, they transcended fashion and, and they've lasted the test of time. So now here's what I'm going to say. Santos, how about, what is, you know, this era's got to have something, right? What has defined this era? I'm going to tell you what has defined this era. We're going to start with this. Since we're talking about sneakers, I'm going to mention what sneaker there is. And look. Full disclosure, I am not a fan of, of Yeezys. I've never owned one single pair of Yeezys. I already spoiled it. The Adidas Yeezys. The 350 especially. The Adidas Yeezy 350. I have never owned one pair of Adidas uh, Yeezys. I've never owned the Yeezys ever. None of them. I don't care. 700, 350, 750, blah, 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 for this, the, 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 the slide, the this, the, that, the wave runner, the run this, the wavy, wavy run. No, I don't have any of them. I don't own any of them. Never have, never been interested. But here's the one thing I will give Kanye West and Adidas credit for. I will give them credit for this, in this regard. Because the, the, the Yeezy Ultra Boost, there are certain models, especially the 350, and I think there will be some others. I think maybe over time, the uh, the 750, uh, or it's not 750, maybe the 750 or the 700, those models will be classics. They will be viewed as classics years from now. Those sneakers have defined the era. They have defined the generation. They did something different. And as much as it, you know, I'm not a big Kanye fan anymore. As much as it pains me to sometimes to give credit to Kanye West, I am a fair person and I'm objective. I will give credit to it, to him while it, uh, where it's due. I will give credit to Kanye West and Adidas. They did the right thing. What they did with Yeezy with the with the Yeezy line, outstanding. Okay, I don't like the shoe aesthetically. I don't believe in a lot of the things that he believes in, Kanye West. But I will be objective and say they created a classic. The Yeezys will be looked at as the piece, the staple, the style staple 
that defined a generation. We will be thinking about that. That, to me, is the most original thing of this era. If you want to talk about what's original from this era, a piece, a staple, a look, a shoe, a style that has defined a generation, the style that has defined a generation is the Yeezy line, the, the Wave Runners and all those shoes. They have defined a generation. So that cannot, that's undisputed. That is the edge that he has over Jordan in that he created something that did not exist. Jordan continues to um, churn out the, the you know, kind of like uh, things that existed before. And that's the distinction. Um, obviously, one of the other distinctions from this era would be, you know, you have all these different brands. You got way more um, what, what I would like to call like upper end, upper scale um urban labels, right? So that that's that exists now. That's more, you know, that type of thing where you have more upper scale urban uh, lines and, and more collaborations with, with luxury brands. You know, you're seeing collaborations like Nike with Louis Vuitton, all that stuff. And and so I think those are, those are collaborations that didn't exist before. So um, one of the other things also, obviously you're seeing uh, Hip hop artists now, you know, artists and entertainers getting shoe lines, shoe deals that didn't exist before. So I think in that way, this generation will be defined as the generation that entertainers were able to have their own shoes, which kind of goes along with what I was saying with Yeezy, uh, the Kanye West shoe line with Adidas. I, I, I go on and say I think there's nothing, there's no greater example stylistically as far as fashion of a piece, of a style that has defined this generation more than that. Nothing. Everything else, for the most part, is a remix. Um, a remix or a remake of, of things that had previously existed. So that's what I got, honestly. That's that's where that's where I am on that. Um, but what do you guys think about that? Am I off base? Am I crazy? Am I, a little, am I being a little hard? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm being a little harsh or, or, or you know. Um, you know, I don't know. You guys let me know. In the comments, let me know. Um, obviously, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, Santos Thread Shop, give this video a thumbs up, share it with your friends, the whole thing. And that was episode 32. Um, thank you guys all. Definitely, everybody watching on the YouTube, everybody listening, of course, on uh, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart, of course, iHeart. Um, Definitely thank you guys all. And don't forget to check out the shop, Santos Threads, santos-threads.com. And of course, don't just say what you mean or mean what you say. Say with your chest. Peace.